Hey, beautiful mama, and welcome to Bell and Beyond. I'm your podcast host, Katie, a mama of one little legend, Hunter, and we have been on the most wild health journey ever. My son was born and diagnosed with a cleft lip, and I want to share with you how I was empowered through it all. This podcast is for mums or soon-to-be mums and dads. Feel free to jump in too. It's a place to debunk the many motherhood myths that leave us feeling confused, lost, and misguided. I want you, Mama, to walk away from every episode feeling empowered and educated to make choices that feel right for you and your family. My heart is to see mamas connecting back to their roots and being exposed to ancient wisdom with modern day education. I'll be bringing you open and real conversations around topics we are not talking about enough with people passionate about seeing you, Mama, thrive from the belly and beyond. Welcome back to another episode of Belly and Beyond. I'm actually so excited. I haven't done a solo episode in quite some time. It's just been so incredible season two to just dive deep into all these joyful conversations that I was having with so many different business women, experts, everyday mums with incredible stories and people doing incredible things over this what big 2.0 pandemic for Sydney and also just ongoing pandemic for Victoria. And I just loved hearing these women overcoming so much. So I hope you've been loving season two just as much as me. It has revolutionized my life and literally saturated my soul. And I just thought I would come on here and just for one of the final episodes of season two, 2021, share a little bit with you about my journey leaving Sydney and also the top about eight things that I've learned while being on the road, working and doing all the things. So it won't be a super long episode, but it will be full of information, power and inspirement. So Basically, I have three businesses between my husband and I, a podcast where we're living on the road, raising a one and a half year old, doing life in a pandemic and hosting a podcast. So it's been wild. This year has literally been one of the most extremely testing in all of our lives. I mean, getting married and having a baby was intense and some of my darkest days, which I've told you guys very openly on the podcast and I've overcome so much on my motherhood journey. And this was just another level on top of that, but in a really different way, driving home in our car, um, in about, when was it? Uh, April. So not long after my son's first birthday, we were driving home from a friend's house on a two-hour drive and my husband said to me, I was sitting in the back seat with my son, I think we should pack the car, pack our house and hit the road. And I was like, what do you mean? What does that mean? Hold up. He's like, I've been looking into it. I think we should, you know, put our house into storage and have storage boxes break our lease and hit the road and go on a road trip around Queensland like we've always wanted to. And I was like, what? I wanted to just move to a bigger house around the corner. What are you talking about? And he said, I love our house. The only thing that's going to make us leave is a house of better value around the corner in our favourite suburb of Maroubra or to travel. And based on what the market was looking like in Sydney, there was really no properties that we desired to rent for the same rent that we were paying and the same quality. 
and it would have meant a massive increase in rent to really get what we wanted. And even then, it still wasn't the perfect choice. And we just felt like time was passing, time was passing. A house really was getting too small for my wild little son. And basically, James said the only thing that would get him out of the house was going on an adventure. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So I sat on it. We looked into it more. We crunched the numbers. We explored the different places in Queensland we really wanted to go. And, yeah, two months later on June 22nd, we hit the road. But so much needed to take place before that. Yes, it was a fun idea. Yes, it was amazing. But there's still a lot to organize when you're packing your whole house, putting into storage boxes, breaking the lease, changing all your bills, you know, cancelling your Pilates memberships, like all of these things, which your life is so embedded in your, your regular routines, your appointments. I go to the, I've been going to the chiropractor every week since my son was born. Like all of these things, which were just so part of my life, I had to shift and move and operate in a totally different new way. I had to figure out how I was going to do my business on the road. His business is on the road. So, so much took place to get us ready. You know, between James and I, I mentioned we run three companies. My business can be easily run on the road because it's all online. I do have, you know, lots of stuff I like to take that I, you know, give out to my clients and my members and my builders. So I, I obviously packed up all the necessary things. But basically, my business can be on the road. It's absolutely brilliant, this business model that I work for. Um, you can follow me over at living.the.abundant.way to see more about living a low-tox life, um, managing your finances, you know, on a monthly system, breaking down the things you want to detox in your house over like a six to 12 month plan, and also be invited to explore more the team that I'm raising of world changer women with quite a, with quite a dominance of mothers who don't want to go back to work, don't have the option to put their kids in daycare, don't want to do daycare, want to homeschool or do want to do daycare but want to have more purpose in their life, want to bring their husband home, want to feel empowered in their finances, they want to have an income during maternity leave, all of these different ways that women can use their brain outside of being the glorious mum they are. Head over there and check that out. There's a bunch of information in my highlights. You'll see me shopping up on my stories every day. And then James also runs a strata maintenance cleaning company called Streamline, which is only in the eastern suburbs and inner west of Sydney. Basically, it's cleaning the common areas of apartment buildings, which was one of the most needed things during COVID. We were so blessed because we make sure bins go in and out. We make sure handrails are clean. We make sure all the, you know, common areas are vacuumed and mopped and laundries are tidy, all of those things. Such necessity when there's a pandemic around us and we have an incredible operations manager who looks after things on the ground, logistically, equipment, team, rostering, overheads, all of that sort of stuff and meeting clients. And then James obviously deals with all the back end wages, quoting, complaints, all of that stuff. So that could be done on the road. And that was a system that had already been in place for a couple of years now. And our operations manager is absolutely brilliant. He's an absolute legend of a guy. And then between James and I, we also have a, a trust or a property portfolio, a business of property up here on in Queensland. And it's all positively geared. So it, it, we do run it like a business and it's part of our retirement plan. And the income, you know, on all our properties in 10 years. And this has been something that James and I have been strategizing for 
well, the whole time we've been married, we're coming up to four years now and yeah, our whole plan is to be out of the system and be super independent and live an abundance, limitless life to create wealth and abundance so we can live a particular life that we would like, but also to extend above and beyond generosity than we ever could imagine. And we have so many passion projects on our heart. Um, my husband's actually in the middle of launching a passion project as we speak, which is going to be super incredible. And I might be jumping over there a bit more. It's a limitless platform for business and everyday entrepreneurs um, to be empowered. So that's really exciting. And of course, this podcast. So between all of those things, having a one and a half year old who is literally growing like a weed, he's wild. We stepped into the unknown of no grandparents, no childcare, no nanny, and basically managing parenting while operating all of this on the same level and living on the road. Now, when we lived on the road, we did a bunch of house sitting. So that means end of you know, stay cleans to return the home, how they left it to us. That can be anywhere between seven to 10 days. Sometimes we did do one that was like three weeks or four weeks. And then we were off to the next place. Then we would stay at motels or hotels or Airbnb in the joining time between stepping into the next house sit. While we spent most of our time in Cairns, we could easily, you know, transport between those house sits. They're only like, you know, half an hour away and that was brilliant. But packing the car and doing the cleans for trips that could be, you know, five hours, six hours, ten hours away as we progress all our way from the Gold Coast to the Daintree Rainforest, which is something like 10 to 15 hours driving straight, obviously no stop. But we have a kid in the car, so we have to stop after he wakes up and is over it. Sometimes we'd last four hours, sometimes we'd last six hours. So our trip was way longer than the average person diverting inland, outland. You know, we came across another COVID outbreak on part of this trip, had to quarantine again, go off again. So we were navigating so many things while moving around and keeping our yeses to the house sits we'd already confirmed. So there was a lot that we had to do while also managing these three companies and a podcast. So as I said, on June 22nd, with 10 minutes to spare, we embarked on this journey. Little did we know the two months prior when we were booking removalists and putting out, like planning the storage boxes and breaking all these leases and planning all these things that COVID was going to hit two months later. And, you know, I am... I believe in God. So for me, we listen to what we feel like God's saying. For you, you might think that's the universe. For me, it is 110% God. He is living and alive and speaks to me daily and guides us with so much wisdom and has this entire year. And basically, we ended up booking to leave three days after the COVID 2.0 Sydney hit. And the funny part about it is, I felt really obliged to attend and really wanted to attend a two-year birthday party before we left and a baby shower. And actually the day that James wanted us to leave when the lease actually ended was when COVID hit. But we booked to stay somewhere else to finalise all of these family events. And isn't it funny because we were meant to leave early and then we had to leave with a rush. So that was just manic. I ended up having to literally leave my mom to finish doing all the packing. We fit whatever we could in our car and that was like our dirty washing basket. It was overflowing. I was, I didn't, 
James and I hadn't even showered. We felt disgusting. We didn't even have clean clothes. Like it was all packed away in the car. We were so unorganized. We literally rushed from the time that he knew lockdown was going to hit that day until we had until three or four o'clock that afternoon to be out of the Central Coast region before it literally shut. And it was so stressful. Oh my goodness. Because we left on the 22nd, they backdated all the quarantining. So we ended up going quarantining for two and a half weeks in Coffs Harbour. And we were so blessed. Yet another blessing, I would say, from God, where we got access to the bottom level of a beachfront house um, where we could stay inside, had a huge backyard, and could access the beach without coming in contact with anybody. And they were isolated in a different, like, separated part of the house, so upstairs. So we fully actually managed that so well. I don't know what we would have done. My heart goes out to people literally living in apartments that were so restricted. And we got our way out, got the sign off, and made our way up to Byron Bay for a very short time because we were quite anxious to cross over into the um, Queensland border. And we made it. We made it across the Queensland border. We got our passes approved. We did all the things and by the time we got there, we were absolutely shattered. We had to rely on my mum, my incredible nanny Lizzie. We had to rely on our cleaner to do the exit clean. We were trying to get our bond back, like all of these finalising, closing out things that we planned on having days to still fix up and the things that went wrong, the problems, even with everybody's help and support, even finding places to put our plants and like extra boxes that didn't end up finish, finish, fix, um, fitting in the storage unit, we ended up asking a friend to put it in her garage, which she so grace, graciously agreed upon and we've still got to get that sorted and now put somewhere else because it can't stay there forever. And it just went on and on and on and on and it literally took James anywhere between three to four weeks to literally like downregulate his body. His nervous system was absolutely shot. And this is while still trying to keep on the move, watch the news, love our son and everything else we were managing. So what looks like maybe from afar, this glorious, incredible, oh my gosh, you're so lucky you got out of Sydney or the daggers we felt we had in our back of judgment from people and people threatening us that the police were going to find us and just all sorts of horrible things and fear mongering that people put in us, even though at no point, are we ever doing the wrong thing? But everyone just, like, not everyone, but some people started just to project their stuff onto us and just managing that with kindness and respect that it was our family and we knew what we were doing and we were, we were literally following all the rules the whole time. So COVID, I believe, brought out the best and worst in ourselves and everybody around us, you know. It really pulled back the layers of fear, purpose, passion, kindness, love, gratitude, attack, anger. Our generation has never seen a divide like this before and it only went on and on and on, spilling into people's businesses, personal lives, families, social medias, everywhere. People rose up and shared what they believe was the right choice, what they believed was the best thing for themselves, for other people, for the planet. And everybody was coming from a pace of fear and love in a lot of ways um, on both sides. And I personally knew a lot of people on both sides. I loved a lot of people on both sides. And I found it incredibly hard to see those two different parties so against each other um, or so indifferent for so long. And um, there was no sense of socioeconomic divide for me there was a mixture of people on both sides 
literally there was educated people on both sides. There was people from all different career paths on both sides. There was medical people on both sides. And there was different religions and faiths on both both sides. There was different nationalities on both sides. It was one of the times in history, I believe, it really shook everybody up. Like people groups didn't gather. It wasn't like the Christians were together and all the medical people were together or all these people were together. It was so mixed up and so messy. You ended up connecting with people maybe didn't even think you had anything in common with, but because of the choice they made, you suddenly had this common denominator and you connected over it. It's been incredible to see the way some community has formed in a really positive way and supported each other and come with love and other parts have been destructive and negative and judgmental and haven't been able to release the fact that other people have a different opinion in this season and we are all wonderfully and uniquely made. We are all going to think so differently. We all have a different mind in so many areas. Um, this was just the first time that it involved so much legality and government pressure and media. You know, normally when things go on, you still feel rather independent and your decisions aren't as impactful on others. So in saying all of that, I just felt like what we thought was going to be this great adventure turned into what was one of the most expansive growth seasons for our lives. And we delved deep into personal development that I honestly didn't see coming in that way. Um, But who is with me? Like, have you learned so much about yourself this year? Like, have you dug deeper in places of forgiveness and kindness in ways you didn't even know you had? resilience you didn't even know you had, patience that had to form when you were stuck in lockdown with kids going crazy in the house, trying to manage your job and homeschooling and trying to also make decisions on things. And has your finances been affected in ways you didn't see? Have you had family being affected and you just wanted every part of you just to do whatever you could to help them? Was there like a tipping point or a breaking point for you where you just wanted to rise and stand for what you believed or stand for the injustice of unkindness, even if it was on the opposite side of the choice that you made? Did you rise for mums that were struggling, new mums, postpartum mums? I know a group of people I particularly really stuck up for was, and I contacted so many different people and shared so much awareness on my Instagram, was new mums that are about to birth that weren't going to have their partner there. And I just thought it was so wrong and heartbreaking and I knew what it took for me to have a baby and I would be absolutely devastated if my beautiful sisters out there weren't able to birth with their partners. Like That just broke my heart and I think it's a right that we all deserve and a right that a father deserves to see his child when it's born and not have to get kicked out. So was there something that you just rose for regardless of whether it was Vax or no Vax, just other areas? Some people really rose for domestic violence because they knew that COVID heavily affected that area and, you know, child abuse rose and there's just lots of different things. Homelessness was really affected. The Aboriginal community was very affected. So many different people groups were really affected in ways that we just like didn't know what was coming and it was just so much out of our control um but it struck a chord and our love extended bigger than what we ever thought we could so I would so love to hear when you listen to this episode if any of those things resonated in my dms or write a review or share it on your instagram because honestly 
you're incredible. You made it through one of the hardest things our generation's ever seen. The last thing that ever happened quite like this was the Great Depression. Um, the GFC was absolutely horrific in America. Um, I literally just watched a documentary about that was released in 2010 last night. But And we, we honestly don't know what's coming next. But the reality is we weren't really that affected in the, was it was at 2009, Great Financial Crisis, um, Australia just kind of wrote it out quite well, to be honest. Um, next time it might not quite be like that, but we've never seen anything like that. Like James's grandparents, you know, didn't even have underpants till they were like 12 or something. Like it was absolutely devastating what happened in the Great Depression. So we are facing some really mighty big things. And let's be honest, our generation, especially in Australia, is pretty spoilt. We've had a basically what we wanted all the time. Our parents have most likely, if they invested in property, come into a large sum of money by selling their home. Um, it's just been a very different generation to us. We have to work very hard to get in the property market. And, yeah, it's just going to totally change the way we see world from now and forever. Our lives are forever changed. It's never going back to where it was. And that takes time to grieve and accept and embrace and figure out how we can stir up the dreams and purpose for the rest of our lives. So I'd love to really quickly share with you um, my top biggest learnings from this year and how I personally kept going through all the different struggles and my struggles look different to everyone. No, I wasn't stuck in Sydney 2.0 lockdown and I, I am very aware that was extremely difficult. I face battles in different ways and we all have them. And one of the points I'm going to share and um, number six is just listen just listen to other people's struggles and stories. It will humble your heart and it will give you perspective in what they're going through, even if it looks different to you. And one thing that I like really can be not wise is when you're going through something and you don't know that other people are going through things and you can, you say comments like, well, you should just be grateful for the life you have. That's not lifting a frequency of gratitude that's actually judgmental. And I've just realized so much that everyone's facing a different battle. Like some people like myself were pushed on trips that other people would dream of. For me, it was a stretch and it was highly triggering. For me, being in a house and finding security and safety and having a bit more of a routine for others is like suffocating and just boring and they're just desperate for change and new and would love adventure. So sometimes the opposite happens to us and it breaks us down, it peels back the layers doesn't mean that we're less grateful or less able to share how we feel, right? So number one, I created a boss ass morning routine. I had a gratitude journal, which I, I used every single day just to set my mind, set my focus for what was ahead. I did a devotion in my Bible. I tried to do a Pilates workout or at least a really good stretch because we're sitting in the car a lot. My posture was really suffering. My body was feeling tense and tight from stress and anxiety. Um, I love to have my morning Ningxia drink, which is a superfood drink made out of wolf berries. It's the cousin of the goji berry. 
go over to my page, Living the Abundant Way, and learn more about that. That literally got me through single, dating, college, pregnant, postpartum, toddler life. Helps you get off coffee and caffeine. It is super nourishing when you're pregnant and you don't feel like eating. If it's the one thing you did with a bit of greens powder, it would seriously save your life. It did for me. I had my greens, my supplements, my lemon water, and I did a daily skincare routine, which is like a three-step skin routine with a natural skincare range that I love called Bloom, which you can also jump over and see on my um, Living the Abundant Way page. It helps break down the seven dermal layers of pigmentation. If you were like me and went out in the sun and didn't wear a hat so much of your early 20s, it's fantastic for helping remove that pigmentation and brighten your skin and also reduce any more um, sun damage. So, I would rotate different skin routines morning and night and it just made me feel new. I was on the road. I didn't need to wear makeup. I don't need to wear makeup to show up for my job or my life. I am lucky if I wash my hair sometimes, like something I would love to work on more. But honestly, you just do what you can do. But a self-care skin routine really just reminded myself I was loved, I was worthy, I deserved that moment. Um, And there were some non-negotiables that also really helped me as well, like um, waking up at a certain time before my family, having some quiet time before my family woke up. If I could get a few house jobs done, like unpack the dishwasher, prepare my son's breakfast, just tidy up a little bit and just prepare for the day, whack a load of washing on. It really helped no matter whether I was in a new house, a new room, a new bathroom, a new sleeping arrangement. It just grounded me, kept my day consistent, kept my life feeling like I had a little bit of normality amongst what was very vulnerable and very volatile and very inconsistent. So that's number one. Number two, um, I did a lot of reading. I really stepped up in my personal development. I had a book each month for myself and my team, kept my mind sharp. I kept me focusing on what I could change or improve about myself, um, inspired me to see my team grow through this season because I, I know that a lot of them were suffering, Victoria, New South Wales. And one thing we could do was just focus on flooding our mind with goodness and nourishment. And if you change your mind, you change your life. And I was just so determined to grow in this season and not let COVID stop me or hold me back from the person that I want to become and the goals and dreams and desires that were on my heart. And I know there's so much purpose in my life and no way in heck was I going to let COVID hold me back from all of that. Number three, I wanted to activate more joy in my life. Hence why I did season two of the podcast. I was just like, got all the downloads from God. I was like, shift gears, lift the vibes. People are suffering. People are hopeless. People need fun and shift in the atmosphere. And that was my word for 2021 was there's a shift in the atmosphere. And I thought it was going to be like a big shift in my business, like abundance, more sales, And the previous year, we had so many sales in my business. It was absolutely outrageous in the low-tox space, natural living space. It just boomed. And um, this year, it did plateau a little bit because people really had to shift in their thinking and uh, lockdowns ended and went back to some of their bad old habits again or, you know, money shifted, all sorts of different reasons. And I realized that that shift in the atmosphere that was taking place was actually in our minds, our personal development, our self-care, um, raising our frequency and joy. And we went into a bit of a little secure cave, my team and I, 
And um, we really worked on all the roadblocks, all the things that were stopping success, all the mindset shifts, all the money mindset shifts. And that was the shift in the atmosphere that took place for my team. And I've only just been able to reflect on that on a recent, recent call with them. And it's powerful when you set those intentions for the year, even if you don't fully understand it, it still activates so much in your life. So for me, activating more joy was being in nature to stay grounded. It was either bush, country, beach, creek, no matter how I did it, as long as myself and my son went and played in nature every day, I found myself really conquering the day, adding more joy, lifting me up, shifting that negative energy, just getting out of my funk. I felt more free, less heavy. And of course, I learned so much about the joy that was being activated in other people's lives through all of season two now as we're coming to a close. So that was just incredible. Um, and then I also realized that I had two limiting beliefs. This is number four, which were my two personal roadblocks, which I'm not really going to share. One of them was just activating a lot more joy in my life, like I've said. Didn't really fully believe I was like a fun, joyful person. Um, so I joined a program which was for six weeks um, called Lighten Up, literally Lighten Up and Activated More Joy, dance parties. It was just amazing with a group of incredible women who have now become some of my greatest friends, um, really good sisters in faith. And we're really excited to be alongside another friend who's been building another Facebook group to support women in this journey. It's just activated so much for us. So you know, I wanted to really shop on social media uh, with less seriousness, uh, less conflict. You know, I had so many opinions that I really wanted to share, but I just felt like I needed to stop and um, just lift the joy and hope and encourage people to start dreaming again and call in the dreamers and show people what's possible. And I just saw a mega energetic shift in my business and my clients. And I found there was hope again for myself and the people in my community and anyone that was landing on my Instagram page. Um, I felt like they could believe there was something more for them. Um, and yeah, so, and then one of my other limiting beliefs, I think really got conquered when I started to believe in myself as well and take my business to the next level and crease out all these little things. And that's why I go into number five and I hired a business coach and an EA. So I saw this as a season to scale my business, expand my leadership, input new systems. Um, my new A is a green personality. If you know color personality, there's four of them. I'm red. So I'm a freaking go-getter. Um, James, I call is like the roadblock in my life because I'm just full steam ahead. I don't have issues with procrastination or perfectionism. I just get shit done. Um, so sometimes I need to have more attention to detail, the process, the system, the journey to get there. I'm so self-aware of that. Um, and my EA is uh, green. So she's fantastic at like systems, spreadsheets, processes, organization. She helped me literally fix all my emails, all my folders, set up like drop boxes, like all of these ways to do things. She's absolutely incredible. Um, and that just totally shifted as well, releasing me to do more of the things that I love, focus on my own time with my family, uh, allow me a bit more space with the fact that I didn't have daycare, didn't have support services to look after my son. So shifting some of that work that I wasn't really enjoying that other people were, were better at than me really released me. And then of course, with my business coach, 
he also helped instill a lot of, um, you know, leadership for me, raising up better leaders in my team community, allowing me to see things in a different way, allowing me to lean back a bit so others could lean in, making space for empowerment. And, um, yeah, we actually close off our 12 weeks uh, next week. So I'm a little bit sad because how good is it when you look forward to your coaching call every week? Like it's freaking amazing. So if you want to learn more about his um, coaching business, jump over to Ryan Drake. Um, seriously incredible. I mean, he's Transcend Community as well, which every Monday we jump on like a group coaching call and there's just so much content and a library in his Facebook group of literally ongoing support at like such a cheap price. So that's also been a mega, mega one for me at number five. And also just on that, I am not afraid to call in for help. I'm so proud that I can literally lean on others, empower others. I've been doing that since my son was born. If you're a mom and you haven't yet learned how to ask for help, it's a valuable lesson you need to learn today. You don't need to be a hero. You don't need to be a martyr, honestly ask for help. People want to help you. When people do ask for help, do not fob them off. And I saw all sorts of leaning and I love to watch other people grow in their talents and iron sharpens iron. Number six, listen to so many people's stories. I said this at the start, everyone is going through so much stuff. You're not the only one that's got pain and heartache. Like seriously, sometimes we can get so stuck in our own little bubble. We forget to text people. We forget to care about people. We forget to honor people. And I just really didn't want to be like that as much as I had my own stuff going on. And I know there's like a really strong self-care, you know, that just like don't give coming from an empty cup and don't serve when you're so depleted. I totally get that. And that's a different situation. But, you know, it's so nice even when you've got stuff going on just to check in with people. How are you going? Being honest, I'm having a really hard time at the moment, but I just thought of you and I'm just sending you so much love. It makes such a difference. I felt so humbled on this trip hearing the pain that people have gone through, the devastation they're facing, like different people groups that are suffering, like listening to what different charities need, listening to how we can serve others, you know, sometimes shifting our focus off ourselves and our own grief and pain and giving back to others actually helps us on our healing journey and process and we can get so blessed from that. So listening was a really big one for me, checking in on all the new mums that I knew. What do you need? You're doing an amazing job. You're such an incredible person. It's okay that it's not easy. It's okay that there's hard days. How are you going with your household? How are you managing homeschooling? You know, are your kids sick? Can I send you some samples that would be really great that have helped my son? Like just giving back and loving people right? And it also reminds you that others have so much going on too. And we just need to stand in community together and try not to judge and accept people are going through different things. Or maybe that's why they reacted or snapped at you that day or felt sensitive because they're actually carrying so much weight. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard for people to open up and just kind of helping people peel back the layers. Um, Number seven, worked really hard to not be offended. Oh my gosh, family, friends, People called us and said things that were mean. People put things on us that just weren't our problem. People sharing things about their opinions, which were just to kind of try and make us do what they wanted. You know, just so much triggering, so much disappointment in others and just choosing not to be offended. You know, if there was real opportunities to reflect and apologize, always do that. But, you know, so much of what gets put on us is really just other people's stuff, you know, 
I had someone really close to me basically say, yeah, we've drifted apart. And I knew it was because she, and she said, I just don't really like the way you live your life, your parenting, your business. And, you know, it's just not really my vibe. And I was like, cool. And that was a very long, close friendship that I had with someone. And, um, just got to choose not to be offended and know that they have their stuff going on too. And as much as I'm hurt and sad and you seek counselors, you seek support. Um, for me, I'm doing something called Sozo on the weekend, which is all about finding healing and you just keep moving forward. And like the best thing I'm finding is just not to react because it just makes things blow up and don't open Pandora boxes that don't need to be opened. Just be polite and loving um, it's really got me through this year in a totally different way. Um, so for you, some relationships have drawn apart. Some people can't handle your opinion, your thoughts, your perspectives. They're immature. They can't listen. They don't want to listen. They can't accept that you're now a friend that maybe thinks something different to them. Just politely say that's okay and just pull away a little bit and just don't argue. Um, and I totally feel for you. I hear you. I know there's been such a divide. There's been so much pain in so many areas and COVID's been like, you know, what's broke the camel's back for a lot of people, even an excuse for some people to not be a friend anymore when actually there was deeper issues going on below the surface that maybe they weren't willing to talk to you about. It's all so real and just keep moving forward in love and keep finding people you trust. Like I said, get a counsellor because sometimes that's so much easier to talk to them than go around bitching, gossiping to your friends. It's just been so releasing to me. And then eight, really finally, and then we'll wrap up. It's just being aware that as we grow and expand and level up that not everyone is going to come on the journey with us. Some people might be disarmed by your growth. Some people might not love that you're leveling up in your business. This is a very real thing. As you're becoming the best version of yourself, like I feel like I have this year, some people might not align with that. Some people might try to hold you back, keep you small. Um, I put a great quote up on my Live in the Abundant Way um, Instagram the other day. Ships weren't meant to stay in the harbour. And some people will try and make your ship stay in the harbour. They'll judge you. They'll reject you. They'll stop cheering you on when you succeed, when your business is growing or your podcast does well or your business is like flourishing or you've made new friends or you got a promotion. Like there's so much that can happen in our life and you want to be around people that truly 100% celebrate you even even in their hard times, still celebrate others. And um, even if their life looks different to yours, that's so okay. Um, and just being aware that if that happens to you, it's not a reason to recoil or pull back or relinquish from what you feel like you've been called to keep pushing on. And one of my favorite Bible verses in Philippians is I'm often I'm running and I'm not turning back. And I've committed to that for like the last eight years. I refuse to turn back on where I feel like God for me might be universe higher self for you is calling me. And I know that as I step closer and closer to those things, I'm in obedience and I'm in love and I'm in trust. And as a result, I'm always looked after and protected. And I always feel like I have no regrets because I just keep moving forward. And as I'm reflecting on this year, um, I'm realizing, you know, we're not, we're not called to keep looking back unless it's to heal and reflect, but we endeavor to move forward and be true to our heart and purpose. Stay true to you. Stay humble. 
listen to others always. Your greatest year is ahead of you. And I'm so honored to have shared in this podcast with you for 2021. It started off a beautiful learning reflection um, with my initiation and journey into motherhood. And it's turned into one of the most joyful, soul-giving, life-filled episodes. And I pray and I hope that it shifted something in you, changed a part of your heart, empowered you, and you felt heard and more easily able to make the best choice for you and your family. So thank you so much for being here with me. I can't wait for you to let me know and tell me what your favorite episode was. I love you guys so much. And thanks for being here with me on Belly and Beyond in 2021. We have created such incredible community and I want to keep on hearing your testimonies coming in but thank you and have a beautiful week thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bell and Beyond mama I know you're so busy and your time is precious so I hope today's episode has left you feeling more empowered around your choices and that your voice matters if you have loved this week's episode make sure you subscribe and get all the weekly updates It would also be so awesome if you could leave a five-star review for this independently run podcast produced by this mama herself. And if you've had all the feels today and a mum's popped into your mind, jump over, send her a DM or share it on your stories. That would be the absolute best. If you have any questions at all, connect with me over on my Instagram at bellyandbeyond underscore and let's write or rewrite your story of motherhood together. 